listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. Now the largest new media platform on the web and your number one source for after-show entertainment. Very good, Keith. From the AfterBuzz Studios in Los Angeles, California, presented by Maria Menunos and Bing.com, and streaming live thanks to Akamai Technologies, this is AfterBuzz TV's Revenge After Show. We'll break down tonight's episode and get you all the latest news and gossip. If you'd like to buzz in on tonight's show, you can buzz us at 424-256-1729. That's 424-256-1729. And now, another post-game wrap-up show for your favorite TV show. It's AfterBuzz TV's Revenge After Show. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another after show of Revenge. Bing is for doing, and we're here doing just that. Season 2, episode 14. We knew this would be the episode. We, it was, we've all been waiting for it, but I certainly did not expect the outcome. I am your host, Phil Svitek. Join alongside... I'm Anna Koppel. And we have not sacrificed Catherine Tulich. Instead, we have replaced her just for tonight... With John Comfort. Yeah, it's a tall order, and I, I'm sure I'm not going to measure up, but it's, I'm happy to be here. It's been, I have, haven't done a show with Phil in a long time. We used to do them all together. I know. It's, uh, some of the episodes remind me of Whale Wars a little it bit did. with the boat chases. Um, boat chases, by the way, are not as exciting as they sound because anytime you find someone, it's still going to take you four, four six hours yeah, to, get, to there. get there. Right. It's not like a car chase where you're running into maybe no. people, buildings, other cars. No. Especially yeah. on the open water. It's just open water. <laughs> right. That's right. And more open water. And uh, we're trying to be as light as possible because it will get pretty dark, especially towards the end. Um, sacrifice is the, the theme of tonight. Sacrifice is the title of the episode tonight. Um, and boy, there was a lot of sacrifice. Um, let's start, with, though, with Padma and that horrible deal. Um the death of Helen Crowley, we were kind of talking about this off air, but Helen Crowley really personified the initiative. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, John, you're kind of joining us now, but yeah. we've been for weeks talking about how the show needs to get back to its roots, which was revenge against the Graysons, Victoria versus Emily. And with the death of Helen Crowley, that kind of means that. Yeah. It, well, and with the death of the mm-hmm. real Emily. Well, we'll get there. But, well, I'm, I'm, well, I'm not... I know. You're, I'm not jumping into it, but you're not yeah, but this, but this means that we will get back to the roots of the show. Yes. And I clear, clearly they were forecasting that when they did the uh, next week. So yeah. it, it, sacrifice involves at the end of this episode, she's talking about it. So it's basically a recommitment. Yes. And, and what's nice um, in speaking about Padma and to tie her into this, um, I really like, you know, at first Emily's journey started alone. Right. But now, as truths are coming out, she's gaining, you know, like the Graysons. At the end of the the Graysons kind of have each other, and they're, you know, a mini-mob, or whatever you would want to call them. Now, Emily's amassing, you know, certain people, and, and, you know, with Padma, I don't know if I still trust... Do you guys trust Padma? Not yet. Not yet. Why why so reserved for you? Well, I mean, she tried to, to... to cross Nolan. We love Nolan. Way back when, but now is she truthful? Has that come out? Well, I'm not sure of that yet. 
Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I don't have enough information. Okay. John, here, let me ask you this. Cause let me go to you because you're you're an acting coach. You're an actor as well. Um, you're great at the subtleties, right? Mm -hmm. What did you read from her expression? Because I can't, I can't for the life well, which, of me read anything. Which scene? Uh, let, let's let's start with her and Aiden. Remember right. when they're, um, you know, he's telling her, "Hey, I've been through this." Yeah. You know, I, my my uh, sister Colleen, etc. Yeah. What did call? What, what did her expression read to you? Well, it was it was mixed because the one thing I was getting, even the way she first uh, was, well, how she met him, and then what Nolan was saying to her on the phone that he's a good guy and whatever it was, I I, I think she was suspect of all of it. And so what I read from her was conflicted because I don't think she trusts him, even though Nolan told her to. So I think she was guarded in what she was displaying. So as I took it, is she's just still guarded, and I didn't get enough information from her to get where she really is. So that's what I'm getting from her. Well, and also she, Aiden asked her. Or she Aiden said it starts with a phone call. Call Helen yeah. Crowley, and she seemed really reserved and not. She it seemed like she didn't want to make that call. Yeah, she was reticent. Uh, completely right and she didn't want to make that call in front of Aiden or she just didn't want to make that call there's something there that I'm just not trusting well, and maybe she didn't want to make the call because she didn't want to know the truth I don't know but I know that you I was picking up the same thing on us well you know and, and to kind of give you know as I'm thinking about her perspective it could be I mean here she is with the initiative and she's told to trust them and do everything that they say mm -hmm. otherwise her father will die right now here's this mercenary group that comes along that says hey trust us and yeah. your father will live yeah you know um so you know in the grand scheme of things if you're an everyday person and all of a sudden you get thrust into this yeah what do you believe yeah you can't you don't know where to turn you don't know which way to go and so you probably don't trust anybody yeah so but i i, I think for me from for my money's worth she trusts nolan mm -hmm. you know well they do have that history that love yeah. yeah, you know, I, I, I mean, certainly the more, more this develops, you know, I, can you guys at least buy the fact that Nolan does love her? I buy that, and he's also protecting her, but I feel that Emily and Aiden don't really trust her either. But they need her, so. Do they? What do they need her for? To get to the initiative. As Aiden says, you know, she's our ticket. Yeah. Okay. But Emily still says, I don't, I don't trust her, so they're only going to trust her for his for the little that they can use of her at the moment. Yeah, so, I mean, she's being controlled. So I guess in some, some fairness, she does have a right to be skeptical of these people. Um, it's what? better drama when you're all skeptical of each other anyway, because you're... Yes, it is. Yeah. By the way, how was that uh, the, the seven moment with the, with the finger package? <laughs> oh. That was, right, I'm not... That was a finger. Yeah. Right, he said he can check the fingerprint, yes. and Aiden took the box away from her, mm -hmm. so... It certainly was the right size. <laughs> I mean, you know, I mean, it's just, it goes to show the initiative will go there mm -hmm. and how powerful they are. So they, they're always showing that step. Um, but I'm excited for this development. I like, you know, for better or worse, I like her working with them, you know, even if they don't trust each other. So I think that's it for Padma. Um, done with Padma. Uh, so again, with... Again, with kind of Helen, this is a huge reset button, right? Um, so let's talk, let's talk about Victoria's plan because this this is a brilliant plan. Agreed. Now, John, yeah, uh, you you yeah. were really blown away at, at um, what what it seemed like Madeline's acting skills throughout this whole thing. <laughs> okay. I don't know. It seemed, that seemed like hey, at the very least. What hey, did I say? I don't know. Maybe you were just enjoying it. So, the, I was which is a good sign. It. Yes, it was fun. 
Well, you said right away, oh, she's creating an alibi. Yeah, exactly. I thought that part was great. I just love that she just, no problem, just jumps right in. No, wait, keep, hang on. Unroll the body. Yeah, the, the, the yeah. quickness on her exactly. feet. Exactly. It's like, oh. I'm going to go, okay, text him this, boom, I'm in the car. Yeah, puts the dead woman's clothes exactly. on. No problem. I, I just love that. I just That's great. That's good thinking. It is. An, right on top of things. And it shows, I mean, it, it's this is how pathetic it is because you only develop those skills by going through it yeah. a certain amount of times. Clearly. <laughs> so the fact, again, you've yeah. been through those certain actions. It's, well, it's, and they've carried that through because Daniel, of course, by the end of it, is not happy about everything. And she's like, oh, we just go on like we always go on. Business as it's usual. nothing to her. Yes. But, you know, ironically, it's still bringing them together. For better or worse. Yeah. For better or worse. Yeah. Um, and then Victoria goes on to frame Amanda Clark. Yeah. So it's not enough just to give, create an alibi. <laughs> She's gotta, oh, I need another fall guy or gal, whatever. So. Well, I don't remember, that wasn't her, though. That was Conrad. Well, I, I guess they kind of thought of it at the no. same time. Well, she's the one that put who put the phone there. That was Victoria. Yeah, it was Victoria when she but, went to visit. And I feel this is really using Charlotte because it wasn't just yeah. an invitation to come yeah. to the Labor Day party. It was she was clearly there just to frame Amanda yeah, Clark. That was her excuse for being there. Right. You know, Charlotte, of course, bought it as oh, you just need me for another PR stunt. But I don't think she Victoria didn't care if she I came or not. But, uh, so, the phone. So, so there's that, and so, so does that get her away from... Well, it serves that, and it, and it also gets her out of that place so, so Trask can go there. You know, they can check it out. And I think deep down, she cares about Charlotte, and she just wants her away from that. So I think Victoria's always smart. She's always doing three things at once, yeah. ultimately. Mm-hmm. Um, how great was, was her and Daniel's scene at the, oh, at the, oh, yeah. the staged scene? Yes. <laughs> that was good. I mean, here's the thing. I mean, uh, you know, again, this is kind of all new to Daniel, but uh, I thought he played that really well. Yeah. Okay. You know? Apple doesn't fall far. Doesn't it, fall, yeah. yeah. Doesn't fall far from the tree. Yeah, exactly. I mean, he's got the jobs. You know, I'm sure they had to convince him to do it, but he did it well. I mean, you know, I mean, I think... It's good. again. It's it's nice that Daniel's kind of going through this, and, and he he really is shocked by this. I mean, my God, this, how many times? Think of all the things that this family's yeah. gone through. But yeah, but how can he still be shocked by it? Because he's never gone through it. Yeah, I know, but he knows. Yeah, to but some you don't, degree. But to see that mm-hmm. dead body, yeah. you know, I mean, here's the thing. Uh, you know, uh, through this whole journey, right? We've kind of had Frank. We've had we, we've had um, the gray-haired man. All these kind of people doing the dirty deeds for the most part, mm-hmm. you know, right? And, and they've kind of been in the back pulling the strings, whereas now it hits home. and uh, It's in home. It is in home. <laughs> Good point. It's in home. And so, so to have that alibi, that, that really is smart. You know, they, they, they played that really well. Um, poor Amanda. I knew, see, here's the thing. Amanda, let, let me get your guys' take on this, and it's kind of jumping because, again, the, the tonight's storylines, what was great about the writing, it was also intertwined, and so it's a little yeah. bit tougher to talk about than, um, than in the past couple of weeks. But let me ask you this. It, you know, um, part of the journey of revenge for Emily, you know, some people have to be sacrificed. But I think, for me, Amanda sacrificed herself the day that she showed that computer to Conrad. Anna, your thoughts? I think that she was just playing fast and loose. I don't think that she thought that move through. I, I don't believe that she thought, I'm sacrificing myself. This is... 
you know, a I'm not saying movie. that. I'm not saying she martyred herself, but you know, I think she put it in motion as soon as that, yeah. like her, the write, the writing was on the wall. Yeah, I mean, I guess what I'm saying is, had she thought that through, she would have realized she's sacrificing herself. I think had she thought that through, she may have believed that she was sacrificing Emily. Okay. But That's an interesting point. Interesting. But, uh, yeah, I think she just, she just wanted to get rid of Conrad, get rid mm-hmm. of the Ryans, and thought that that was yeah. going to just work. Again, uh, you know, what, what she, the difference between, for me, always with Amanda and Emily is that Amanda was all about the quickness, whereas Emily knows it's the patience. It's, yeah, you gotta, she's playing the long game, and Amanda's not. She clearly, just by showing the laptop, it showed that she's well, she's an amateur at this. She's, right, yes. she should have known. Uh, so, John, the, the, yeah. uh, to um, you know, you we've never kind of had this conversation, but um, this show is based off of the Count of Monte Cristo. Mm-hmm. That's its inspiration. Um, can you? See, what, how long did it take for uh, the count to kind oh of dig God. his way through the jail? Right, just uh, yeah, that alone. I don't I don't remember the actual time, but yeah, it was, there. I don't remember. It was like twelve years. I can't remember what the heck it was. Yeah, and so that's Emily's yeah. patience. Yeah. Just you know, to use that analogy, digging right. at that rock through mm-hmm. that jail cell. Whereas Amanda, she just Shawshank Redemption. You know, <laughs> she's just chipping away. <laughs> yeah, and uh, and that's that's really how revenge for Emily is. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, how to get us back on track, man. This, this well, is really tough. Go ahead. Yeah, I just intertwined before we go too far. We were introduced to a new character that is related to the initiative this evening, and that was Trask. Yes. He came to the Labor Day party, and he's investigating what happened to Helen Crowley. But um, unlike Helen Crowley, I mean, here's the thing. The initiative... The initiative knows all these things about um, certainly the Graysons, right? Mm-hmm. But for me, what Helen kind of knew the Graysons intimately, whereas Trask doesn't. You know, and he, he, you know, at the end of the day, he can't read the subtleties. And obviously, that that scene, uh, whatever room that they were in, I thought was brilliantly played. They had him by the hook. Yeah. Do we know that he doesn't know the Graysons intimately? How can he? Well, we don't know how much Helen's told him. Because we don't, we're not privy to that. But I, I, that's right. We, we, we don't know if he was playing them. He was playing stupid. Who knows? We, we, he might have been. We don't really know how much the initiative knows about any of them because we, we don't really know that much about the initiative. That's true. So, I, you know. I will argue the fact that Trask went after that cell phone shows that, you know. Hook, line, sinker for the but what was the comment? Who was he talking to? What was the comment? I can't remember what he said after he found it. Uh, he said he was telling how Helen was compromised. Yes, he was calling the initiative. Yeah, I know, but we don't know who he was talking to specifically. And then, it, was there, wasn't there a comment after that that he said? I can't remember what it was. I think he just said Helen's just been Helen's compromised. compromised. Okay. Yeah. And there were something like 13 or 14 uh, missed messages, and he just heard the most recent one, which was from Padma, right. saying that she had found Carrion, but it was incomplete, and... And, and, and I like how I like how that's kind of coming to a head because you know now obviously the Carrion's been <laughs> I love how beginning the term before was Carrie Ann, <laughs> but I like I like how that's coming to a head and and you know I think ultimately they are the initiatives now finally going down a weird path mm-hmm. and by them being off the, you know again that that's why. I think that because, as they said, now it's going to be Emily versus Victoria or the Graysons versus now our team, which is Emily's team. Mm-hmm. So the only kind of way to do that is to have a distraction for the initiative. I feel. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. 
Would you guys argue? No, I think that would work, actually. Well, what I really liked about it was it does set Emily back on course. It does recommit her to the revenge aspect between you know her and Victoria. And I, other thing is, I don't know who Trask is yet. I didn't get a good handle on him. But he could also be one of those guys that's just relentless in their pursuit, which would be great, because then they have an outside force that's always going to be at their heels, which would be great. Yeah. I mean, anyone that's going after the Graysons, we've, we've seen this multiple times. Yeah. They are relentless, yeah. which is great to see. Um, all right. Fans. Um, I love... The opinions you guys write every week are fantastic. Someone had um, someone wrote a great comment last week saying how the the wedding scene with Amanda and and uh, Jack, you know Emily really let Jack go at that moment forever. Yeah, and I like that comment. That was a good comment. So fans keep writing those because those are really brilliant and um, again it gives us an insight that we don't always get to think of um, we're really thinking on our feet um, I don't know if I have feet that's why I keep stumbling <laughs> um, right but right we just come right after the show and talk about it and we're only three four two people yes and there are a lot of with opinions one brain out there right I'm not between the one us brain. between us but it helps when you guys write in it, yeah. it gives a, it's let us know you know it it helps us formulate an opinion, um, and and again, that's why we really do this at the end of the day. It's not so we can get to talk to you and spew, but we want to kind of formulate a forum. Yeah, we just want to start the conversation. We like it when you guys continue it. Yes, yeah. we so, like the community. That's right. So continue to do that, and uh, also just tell a friend. If, if you just tell one friend, you've done your job for me. <laughs> so thank you. You're hired. Yes. <laughs> All right, Conrad going for... I've never heard this term, but he's apparently running for governor. John, what is that term? And He's making a gubernatorial run. What, gubernatorial. Okay, so, so he's, he's running for governor. Term. Yeah, he's running for Never heard that term. Check out this guy. Gubernatorial race, that's what they call him. Yes. Wicked uh, smart. Wicked smart. And uh, by the way, you, you know... That's right, the more you know. <laughs> uh, if I may, a pet peeve for me, and, okay. and I want to get your guys' take on this. Uh, Ashley, at the beginning, you know, Conrad gives her this mission... Right. And then Ashley's kind of going after it. But never, right. There's it no fruition. Pew, 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 pew. Yeah, it just kind of peters out. Yeah, well, what was you guys' take on that? Why? Was it just for time? What was the reasoning? I think it was just to get Emily aware of Amanda. So this is just a plot device? Yeah, that's all it was. As far uh, as I can tell. I didn't, yeah, I wish there was a better way in. I, I was surprised by it because I expected it to follow through with something, and it just petered out. Yeah. I'll save it for predictions. Oh, really? okay. Well, she's, yeah. okay. Well, then at the very least, are you going to argue that it's going to it's going to carry on to the next episode? I definitely think it will carry on. Okay. Well, if that happens, then then That'd good. Yeah. You know, because then that's great storytelling. If it, if it was just literally a plot device to get Emily on her feet, then I'm not I'm not for it. Because again, I, here's the thing, I, Ashley. I I think she she could be used in so many ways, and especially with the knowledge that she knows, John. She's always behind doors listening she's and the lurker she is <laughs> what, what do you guys think of her like coming out and saying that because I, I you know so I, it's not really in her personality to have done that but she did she told Conrad hey I've, I listened in on this did what? she what? yeah when she yeah she, she openly said it you know I listened in on your conversation yeah. with, with, with Amanda oh okay what did she have to gain in that moment I, that, again that's for me what I didn't quite understand about with her particular part of the story was everything to do with your prediction no oh okay uh i and maybe she just genuinely thought genuinely thought that she needed to protect conrad in this moment i think she does have a, an allegiance to conrad 
currently because she's an opportunist, so she, it she serves is. her best to do that. So she's trying to make herself look good to him, or like she's got his back, or by listening in on. Yeah, you know, that's, that's, I, that's, I know it seemed odd because normally if you do that kind of thing, you don't want people to know unless you're trying to say, "Look, I'm I'm trying to protect you here, and I heard this, and you should know X." But, but again, it seems strange because he asked for the doors to be closed. You know yeah. what I mean? Like it yeah. was supposed to be a private conversation. Mm-hmm. So I don't know that. Hopefully your prediction is really good. <laughs> no pressure. <laughs> no pressure. No pressure. <laughs> because, I don't know, that, that's for me a pet peeve um, when mm-hmm. shows like this do that. But on that, again, I loved it. So let, let's talk about Conrad's, I'm going to get this word. Gubernatorial. Gubernatorial. <laughs> I just really like that word. I'm never going to get it. It's a fun one to say. Um, but again, it just, it just it serves a couple purposes. Uh, it gets the family together. Yeah. Well, they got to have a united front. They do. Mm-hmm. Um, what do? You, by the way, I, I let me get your guys' take on this. Um, the fact that obviously Daniel's upset by all these events. Yeah. But now the fact that he has to support his father yeah. when when publicly he took away his father's company. Um, how does that eat away at Daniel? Or like, what's your guys' take on that? Well, the whole time I'm thinking, I wonder how long he's going to put up with it. The, how long Daniel's going to put up with it? Well, yeah, because all the stuff that he doesn't agree with, at some point it's got to come to a head. Is it, you know, and how are they going to reconcile that? Is he, he's either going to fold into it and mm-hmm. you know, because he's so much a part of it now, well, I'm in for an ounce, uh, in for a pound, I've got to stay with it. Or he's going to have to, in some way, uh, you know, be the spoiler to save himself. Yeah. I think there, if it were me... And and you were Daniel. And if I were Daniel, and I had just taken over my father's company, and it was sort of a war between us, I might find it convenient that he's running for governor, so that he's no longer trying to retake over the company. And Graven Global, Grave, wow, Grayson Global, what's going on tonight? Uh, could be a supporter of. I mean, I don't know if he can actually do that. Uh, of Conrad. And maybe be able to pull some strings, and this could be mutually beneficial. I mean, certainly it, if he wins the governorship too. Right, right. Yeah, it certainly could be. But for me, the the problem is, I think I think it's going to lead down to a path where Daniel's going to go like, all right, clearly you just want to be in control of everything. So yes. why don't you run the company as yeah. well? You know, you think he acquiesce and gives give it back to him? Never, he, because the whole point was it, it was a rebellion. Sure, you know, yeah. and and. How much is he rebelling when ultimately he's, he's part of he's it. a puppet? Yeah, you know, in this whole grand. Well, that's why. That's kind of what I'm talking about. Is like at some point he's got to come to a head. He's gonna. He, he just isn't gonna want to be part of it. Yeah. But wasn't it Ashley that talked him into taking over the company in the first place? It was, and then he found out that she was sleeping with his father and <laughs> all those different things. And you know, now again, he was trying to rise up and, and go against them, but now he's just. He just has to go along with their plans because that's just what must happen. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, he's going to go to jail for the yeah. knowledge of Helen Crowley. Yeah. So he's just he's stuck. He, he has really, knowledge of David Clark now too. He's got full. He's an accomplice in all of this. Yeah. He wanted the truth. He did say that he wanted the truth. Now he's got the truth, and the truth is not pretty. Mm-hmm. Um. By the uh. I love the people at Labor Day, by the way, because <laughs> obviously, here's the thing, they're, they're obviously extras, but, like, I wonder how many people genuinely would, like, clap mm-hmm. for Conrad. I mean, 
this man has been accused of so many things. I mean, his public reputation mm-hmm. is not very high. And so, I, I, you know, um, I wonder how many people in this room have a vested interest in him becoming governor, have something to gain, because otherwise they would have not clapped. That's probably why they're there, because they will clap. <laughs> I mean, again, just, just shows the people that Conrad's associated with. I would have really liked, you know, I, lo- I love the parties when we kind of get to really know the guests. Yeah. And, I, you know, again, this was a minor thing. I'm really nitpicking on this one, but I would love to see the kind of go into the psyche of these guests. So, fun Labor Day party. Yeah, just, yeah we're just there to have fun. All right, let's get to the meat. You know, we, we've talked enough at length about all this. Let, let's, get to, let's get to the storyline of, obviously, the boat. All right. And I, I really love this storyline. I thought, I thought it was a really great through line. Did you guys enjoy it? Yeah. What's not to, you know, what's not to like? I'm Suspense. Not. That's all. It had everything in it. Um, <laughs> all right. Um, let's start with... I have, I have just a random question. Okay. About boats. Uh-huh. About boats. About okay, boats. this is a John question because okay. John, John okay. understands boats. Okay, yes, John. Go ahead. So Amanda started to flood the boat. Yeah. At some point. Mm-hmm. <laughs> why is that? Why is there an option to flood a boat? Well, <laughs> in case of emergency, that, please flood your yeah, boat. Yeah, that, that's that. You know, I, I've worked on many a boat in my day, and I've never seen anything like that. But hey, you know, <laughs> you never know what's on a certain sailboat or yacht. But uh, yeah, that's a very unusual. <laughs> happening (laughs) that's a that was a stretch for me okay i mean here's what i will say again who knows how boats have developed but like you ever notice in trunks again this is kind of getting us a little bit off topic but i'm trying to make a point um in in trunks now they have the emergency lever right and not only that they have instructions on how to escape yeah if somebody should lock you in the trunk right yes So it may not be that far fetched in case no, of no, gunpoint on a boat. Please <laughs> <Yeah>. sink boat. <laughs> well, okay. In, first of all, it disturbs me that there are instructions on how to escape a trunk because obviously it's enough of a problem yeah. that we need these instructions. Mm-hmm. Wow, number one. Number two, still to sink a boat, if somebody is trapped in a boat. I think to sink it would just be to drown yourself. It doesn't really make sense. It really doesn't it to me. It doesn't, but she was already willing to sacrifice herself because she let right. You know, she let Jack, Jack go. Jack, so yeah. she was, you know, at this point, she said, "Well, I, my options are this: I can create a diversion because you know she could still get out of the hatch. She could, who knows?" She was let just me ask to you this: something. Why did she not go on the boat? Why did she not? Oh, not with, with Jack. Jack. Oh, okay. That was for me the biggest. Why wouldn't she go? I don't know. I didn't get that. I, I guess she thought the only way he can get away is if I create even a longer diversion with uh And I buy that. Nate. But, you know, uh, he shot. We later found out that there's a, there's a motor on the boat. Yeah. So just start that damn motor up and go. I'm with you. I didn't get it at all. I was like, no, go, go. You, the guy's shot. You're better off trying to save him by going ashore than stopping this guy from the... A sailboat's motor is nowhere near as fast as that little motorboat. Yeah. So you could have easily outgunned him. And I mean, revved him, muttered him. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that, that for me w- w- was uh, the most frustrating part. Yeah. Um, to take it back a step. F- um, well, then, of course, if she did that, we wouldn't have the great dying scene and wouldn't have been well, that, that is true. <laughs> right. And well, the most frustrating part for me is when she went back for the necklace. I- yeah. 
you know. All right, let's let's take let's, <laughs> one one thing at a time. Let's start right, okay, with okay. Let's start with the confrontation between her and Nate. And Nate, I, by the way, I, I really love these kind of um, um, evil guys or whatever you want to call yeah. them that eventually just get so confused in the, in the lie of like, wait, who's lying here? I'm gonna find <laughs> out the truth. Um, because I've seen too many of these kind of yeah. guys. But it's great. He calls up Conrad, and then, you know, he's kind of getting the truth, and I like him kind of piecing it. And then um, and then Jack finds out the truth. I, I thought this was, this was brilliant. And then they're having their argument. And then I couldn't tell who was lying, if they were truthful. Right. What yeah. was... What's your guys' interpretation? How much of what Amanda said was the truth? I mean, it was the truth, but she, she left out the whole thing that she really loves Jack. Yeah. She just did all that for Nate's benefit. She did. So... so how much of this is Jack going to believe? What does he take yeah. away? Well, I well, want to know. Yeah, well, I was so confused. It's Padma. He didn't believe at all. Because, I mean, his plan was to, you know, get the inflatable out on the, the water and get away. If he really believed everything like that, he wouldn't have done that. Yeah, but you don't think at the end of the day he needed, he wouldn't think that in his mind, okay, I still got to save us and then I can get the truth. Like, there's an immediate danger. Sure. I'll deal with that first, yeah. then I will deal no, with that this. No, that part was clear. But I didn't buy, after after he's, you know, she's saying all th- in the beginning, and he's saying all that stuff to her, and it's, you know, cutting right to the core. I'm going, oh, damn, he's pissed. But then after he, the way he was saying it and getting, you know, the way the look on his face and everything, I was like, okay, not all this is true. Let's just get out of here. I don't care. I just want to move on. I just want to get out of here, basically. So I didn't believe that everything he was saying was truth. I think he was playing to Nate. I, I think, think so too, but, but but as Jack, you have to really think like, wait, you know, what is the reason she came back? Yeah, I don't know. I think I think if given more time, this will sink in and questions will arise. By the way, nice pun. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't mean yeah, no I know. pun intended. But I don't know. I'm curious. What did you think? Well, I think that that he will have questions or would have had questions. Yeah. Well, yeah, I would agree with that, but I just don't think he. I don't think he believed everything that that Amanda said, or the, I think he I think he felt like there was true love there for him with her. I would agree. So with that. that I think he would say, okay, whatever she's saying here, I know that's not the whole story because I don't think she would have duped me. I think that was what we're feeling is real. So I think that would be the questions, like, okay, how much of this is real, how much of it wasn't. But I don't think he didn't uh, doubted what they felt and what they were for each other. I, I would agree with that, but I, I would also think that he believed. Yeah, she came back for the Graysons, and this is news to me. Yeah. Well, that part, yeah. I think he believed that part. I just think he, he realized, it, what I was trying to get to before was that I think he realized that wasn't the whole story, and the story she's telling is for Nate's benefit, not not mine. Agree. So let me pose this while, um, while we're on it. Uh, how does does Jack now find out the truth? Do we tell him the truth? And if so, how much of it? And then will Amanda, will Emily reveal that she's actually Amanda? And how much will that just well, hurt geez. Jack? I mean, this guy's just... He's, he's going to be gutted already. He's already he shot is. in the gun. You know, I mean, how much does this guy have to go through? Because that's yeah. going to be, that's eventually going to have to come out. Well, this is going to sound a bit heartless because I, I feel like it was a really touching scene between Emily and Amanda but I have said in previous episodes, I wish Amanda would just die. I wish she would just go away. Now that's she not has. heartless at all. That's no. yeah. Who's that Get out of here. Now she has, and Amanda Fomanda has said. I didn't come up with that, but I like. I'm glad that you like it. Uh, 
said, promise me that you'll take care of Jack and Carl. So it's kind of her blessing to go take care of of Jack, to go be with Jack. Mm -hmm. And there was that connection between Jack and Emily. You know, they had that kiss last season. Can she tell him the truth? I mean, you know, now she's kind of let him, you know, um, borrowing from what our fans said. She's let go of Jack in that wedding scene. Right. Now, how does she go back to that? Uh, she has an obligation now. She promised Amanda. To love him? Well, it's also, I, I, you know, I know it's, a, it's from next week, but she said no distractions. So if she goes mm. back to Jack, I think that goes against the whole idea that she's recommitting. After a sacrifice like this, I don't think she's going to go back to distractions. Yeah. Well, maybe I not yet. Jack's in the hospital. True. But oh. I, I, I think that would be the conflict that she'd have to deal with is, okay, if I really want to continue on the road that I'm supposed to be on, I can't allow this to distract me. So she, in that sense, she would say that Amanda, what, what Amanda wanted, because then it would keep her away from him. Yeah. I mean, I just also know if, if she really does care about Jack, you can't, that's, that would just break this guy. What? I don't the know. truth. I don't know. Which you, part? Well, the, the fact family. that he's, the fact that he fell in, here's the thing, as you say, he's, he's loved him, you know, he had a connection with Emily, right? Right. And then, uh, you know, then Amanda came into his life and he loved Amanda, right? Who's his childhood love. And then he finds out the girl that he loved and, um, you know, protected right. was not actually his childhood love. I don't know if you know guys' psychology on it. We get, we get messed up around women. I, women I, mess us up. I, I realize Just letting that. you know. I realize that. And why? And it's fun sometimes. But Dames is I, trouble. That's right. There you go. But he had that connection with Emily, and it seemed like when Amanda came back and she was pregnant, he was almost disappointed mm. and and upset and apologetic. And he seemed to be spending time with Emily and calling her and that, you know, they eventually sort of separated. But and I feel like Amanda was causing trouble and mm talking to the Ryans and was, you know was difficult in Jack's life and yeah. Emily was always there for him so I think there's still a connection there and he might be sort of excited and relieved yes it will warp his mind of uh, course yeah. of course well yeah but, but goodness. I mean if it goes the way it normally goes I, I completely agree then but he'll still she'll still have to keep him at bay because it's always better when they will they will they will they will she will she not will they get together will they won't that's always better than yeah. Getting together and having the truth and all that other stuff. So at some point, maybe down the line, yeah, he's going to know all the truth and that's going to freak him out. And then, because that'll be just as they're getting together, he'll learn the truth from somebody else. Ah, that'll pull him apart again. So we'll get this thing going on. That will happen, right. probably. Yeah, you lied to me. Exactly. Yeah. How could you betray me like this all along? And, you know, I had the things I've suffered. I exactly. mean, exactly. Yeah. And you let me do all that. Well, it's because I didn't want to hurt you. I didn't want all right. that. It's going to be all that stuff. It writes itself, really. Yeah, yeah. Really. <laughs> so, it really does. And it'll be fun to watch. Uh, let's talk about the death scene specifically because, um, you know, we, we knew that a death was coming. And ironically, you know, as I'm watching this, I didn't really realize it was going to be Amanda until it was going to be Amanda. Um, so it just shows how dumb I am maybe you guys knew <laughs> but I, I, I you know um, I thought what they did in that moment I thought it was really beautiful that you fun. mean uh, the, the last the, the, moments with her yeah, yeah the boat and everything yeah. mm-hmm. and then you know how they shot it with the, with the flashback and all that you know and we, we talked about it, why she would go back from necklace well well yeah the, the, finally they explained why so that didn't work for you it didn't work for okay, me okay it didn't work for Anna 
<laughs> well, I mean, the fact that she went back on the boat yeah. the first time and didn't go with Jack. Yeah, that was a little bit too, yeah. And then she's like, oh, you know, the boat's sinking and the propane tank is yeah, hissing. But hold on. Let me get this thing. Yeah. Well, I mean, the only thing, yeah, people make silly decisions in a moment of desperation, I guess. But it, it did make for a good reveal, though. I did like the camera on that because she goes to get it. She looks inside and he's got the lighter. At the, that yeah. part was great. That that was really fun. That was fun. I would almost understand the necklace if it were her dead mother's or mm-hmm. Emily was dead. And that was, like, all she had left of that right. person that I would buy. But Emily's right there. She just saved you. You have a connection. Leave the necklace alone. Well, yeah, alone. that is a good point. Yeah, it's right. like, because you, you, the whole thing was a symbol of family. And there's your family's right there. And you just left her to go get a symbol. Right. And she just came back to save your yeah. life. So. And now you're dead. Well, well <laughs> no, the symbol. The, 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 well, here's uh, the symbol was um, Emily had it or Amanda had it. And one day she would have to give it back to Emily. Right. right. And so that's what she did. She gave it back to Emily. So it works. But it ended up, didn't, uh, did she ended up ha- having it that it ended up being on the boat? No, no, she, she got it. She, she oh, did handed she get it to it? her, yes. Okay, I missed that part. Um, it's been right in the note. By the way, so speaking of the lighter thing, uh, brilliant actually because, you know, we, it, the Jack found the smokes <laughs> on the boat. So that, that ties in nicely. I, that, I think that's pretty cool. <laughs> the fact that Nate was smoking, that's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what I thought was funny, which didn't work for me, is like, he's, he's on the boat for how long now? A day. A day, at least a day, and just sitting there in the closet or whatever he is? No, well, he's, he's been walking around, because, I mean, think about it. Remember, they, you yeah. know, they, they were on the boat at night having yeah. sex, and yeah. they went down and having sex. They've been, a, walk, they've been having the sex all over the place. Exactly. They're having sex all over the place, and he's just lurking about, waiting. Do, 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 do. <laughs> but well, yeah. that's another that's thing. Neat. You're on a boat in the middle of the ocean. You're not going to smell the cigarette smoke. That's not a giveaway. He only smoked All right, tonight. We're really <laughs> nitpicking. I'm well, just saying. I'm just saying. Well, here, All right, okay, but here's why. Let me, go let me say why. The, the nitpicking for me is important because here's the thing. On so much of this, they're really clever and very smart. And they have all these nice layers and stuff like that. And then when they do something like that, it drives me crazy. Because, right. wait a minute, you were so good all along. What Did you not sit there in the room and go, wait a minute, there was a better way to do this? Right. That's all. I'm not saying, obviously we like the show, but I mean, it's just that you're so great, all these other pieces and you're messing with all these pawns and chessboards and and then you went, and then you do that. I just kind of go, what? That looked like you phoned that in right there. Agreed. I agree. Like when Emily saw the picture of of Jack and Amanda on the boat and zoomed in and saw him Mm -hmm. peeking through, I thought that was smart. If Jack and Amanda had found it that way, I I would, let's look at these pictures. That, that was you pretty know, cool. Yeah, so, I, that would have been... And, and you know, it's, it's in a way, they're uh, a victim of their own uh, ability because when they set that bar that high, you, you're hoping that it's always going to hit that. Right. Yeah. And when it doesn't, it, it it's not out of anything other than we're used to this because you've set this bar. Then when it falls short of that, we kind of go, whoa, that doesn't really jibe with the way it normally works. That's all. Yeah. I mean, part of the... Part of the problem is, uh, you know, you, you, especially in tonight's episode, you're going a million miles an hour. You're trying to get right. to a goal. And so, you know, normally, if you didn't have assholes like us dissecting yeah. it for an hour after, you could get away with some of the stuff and no one ever think about it. You yeah. know what I mean? But now as we dissect it, yes. But here's what I really want to dissect, right? Uh, the balcony scene. The, the, as we yes. call it, the bell tower for oh, Victoria. Yeah. <laughs> but now it's, now it's the three of them, which is right. great. Yeah. Um, Visually... Stunning. Mm-hmm. Daniel in the center. 
between the two. And, uh, you know, Daniel, are you all right? Of course he's all right. Why wouldn't he be? <laughs> just brilliant. Yeah. Um, but the line, you know, uh, obviously he's thinking about Amanda. And uh, the, the line that Victoria says, poor girl. Yeah. She chose the wrong enemy. Yeah. What does that mean for Emily? Wow. I well, mean, that's that's a powerful statement if you really think about it. She chose the wrong enemy. Yeah, it's not very because, what first that of all, that you choose that enemy. I mean, the enemy's there for a reason. I mean, the only reason why they're enemies is because what the Graysons have done. It's not like you chose that. Yes. So. Right, that just fell into her lap, yeah. but became... Is it one of those things, like, it's easier to join? Like, I mean, again, I, I really want to kind of dissect this a little bit because it just, it's a powerful line. And I think I think it has implications for Emily. Well, yeah, sure, that's what they're setting up. I mean, and, and when you watch and you look at it and you all the stuff that Victoria does, Emily, yeah, <laughs> chose the wrong enemy because, you know, choose somebody easier. Well, <laughs> That's I, true. Emily's other choice is to walk away and accept that these people framed and murdered her mm-hmm. father. Mm-hmm. And how are you going to live with that? I guess a lot of therapy and group grief, and grief groups. I, I, I don't know how you live with that, especially after you've been living this life of revenge. Exactly. Oh. But she didn't choose the enemy. She didn't jump into the Hamptons and just say no. who do I dislike? But it is a nice counterpoint to Emily saying that she wants to, you know, after this sacrifice you need to recalibrate and go again. Yeah. And then you get, on the other side you get Victoria saying, hey, she shows the wrong enemy. And then we've just seen all the stuff that Victoria would do. So that works great. And, uh, you know, uh, for me, it, it goes back to the initial thing, right? Uh, her father sent her the package or whatever it was, right, with all these letters right. and things like that. And he said, you know, um, if you choose to, here's what you need, but I hope you don't choose this path. So I think, you know, she could have chosen. Sure. She might, might right. not have been an enemy. I don't know what she would call it, but she chose to go after revenge when she could have chosen a peaceful life with, you know, millions of dollars. And that'd be nice, too. But. Yeah. Why not? Anyway, I don't know. How fun of a show is that? <laughs> oh, it'd, be, you know, it'd be a great background thing yeah, for you true. while you're just you know, sleeping or yeah. something. <laughs> um, anyway, uh, any other thoughts on the, the episode? I think for the most part, again, we, we've kind of dissected as much as we could. Um, it's just one of those things when they make a brilliantly emotional episode, it, it's kind of tough to talk about because it all, it all you know, is just pure emotion. Mm-hmm. The one this is a minor thing, but I just like the uh, uh, subtext of it when they were on the what would you guys call it the the tower the bell tower the bell tower yeah, yeah. yeah. because that's where the evil yeah, queen no, is and all it's the great time. I loved it but the, the line that Victoria says is is finally cooling off which ostensibly is about the weather but really it's just about the heat you know falling off them because of you know they put Helen in the ground they've tied up the loose end because now we have a fall person so the heat you know it's now cooling off so they think and Conrad likes the change of season exactly mm. so they think they're moving into a nicer time and I was like oh really well Emily's out here on the other side saying, no, I'm coming after you. Yeah. So I like that. Even harder. Yeah. Yeah. It's very true. All right. Um, why don't we get into news and gossip for this week? After Buzz TV News. All right. Well, just a few things. A little a little bit of a spoiler alert. Uh-oh. Not, not a big deal. Uh, but there is a funeral scene coming up. And I wonder with who. I wonder with who. But... Um, 
both of the Porter brothers are there, but missing from the scene, uh, of course, was Amanda and Conrad and Nolan. Okay. Hmm. 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 So I don't I don't know what to make of that. But um, some interesting casting news broke regarding the upcoming follow-up to the 2011's uh, Captain America, the first Avenger. Anybody see that? Yeah. Well, I did. Did you love it? Yes. Okay, good. Enjoyed um, it. I'll <laughs> say, I didn't love it, but I enjoyed it. Well, according to Deadline.com, Emily Van Camp, best known as Emily Thorne. I'll okay. love it now. Okay, <laughs> good. Um, we'll be playing Sharon Carter, the female lead nice. in the comic-inspired adventure. Good. Said to pick up Marvel Multiverse. Where the that, Avengers left off. That makes her really busy. I mean, she's yeah. leading this show, and to lead a movie like that? Yeah. Yeah. Big deal. It's a, it's um, a hefty shooting schedule. There had... Did we... Who's who's in the booth? Steven? Steven, did we, were we able to get that picture? I will get it. Oh, hey, Marissa. Marissa. Hi. Hello. We're playing musical engineers in the booth. Okay, well, in the meantime... Uh, Madeline Stowe talked about how she's really surprised that her character became a hit. Uh, she actually earned a Golden Globe nomination. Mm -hmm. Uh, She said, I think women are expected to behave a certain way, and Victoria Grayson is a woman who behaves badly most of the time. But from her gut and her instincts and also this primal need to protect her children, which is true, uh, she has her very own damaged past in terms of where she came from and why she's as warped as she is. Uh, She also praised co-star Emily Van Camp, saying Emily's a wonderful and disciplined, is wonderful discipline, comes to the set Every day prepared. We work very differently. I tend to feel my way around a scene, and she knows what she's going to do with it. Well, I like to kind of hunt it out and find it, and I've learned a lot from her because she's more experienced working in television than I have. It's been interesting. She's lovely. Interesting. That's, yeah. I mean, I, I really like it when people like that, you know, with so much experience, because I do say she, she has tons of experience, say that they're learning. Yeah. Right. You know, well, I, I think that's great. It, and film acting is completely different than TV acting. You have a lot more time in film. Well, usually, TV? No. You gotta get it. Look at that. So it helps to know what you want. We brought up our photo. We brought up our photo. So uh, just a really sweet moment. That's um, Josh Bowman and Emily Van Camp. They are on set. And just a lovely couple. They are. And they are really just enjoying them each other and very so candid. that's good for them. very <laughs> candid so that's uh, that's for our YouTube audience uh, I'm very sorry that Catherine is not here because this is from the Sydney Morning Herald uh, wow, would have been right up around right up her alley uh, all about Ashley Mattaquay. Um so the first season of Revenge was the top rated show in Australia wow um, that's good uh, was the first actor cast for the series Wow. Which was news to me. Um, she was originally envisioned as Emily's confidant and a chance for the show to take Emily away from the plot's revenge story, but that when the the relationship with Emily and Nolan, they have better chemistry, so they went in and that And I could direction. see that, you know, the, the first episode did kind of set it up as them as friends, and then it, there was always that question, what what happened to that? Well, they they... Decided that uh, Ashley would become more ambitious and hateful toward the Grayson family. Well, we certainly love Nolan, so we, we can't do. fault them for that. We do love Nolan. Uh, they asked if she deemed Ashley as devious as Emily, and she said, no, Ashley's a lot less complicated than Emily. Emily will literally kill someone. Ashley's just an ambitious girl. You meet girls like this all the time. She's not afraid to go after what Emily she Emily will not kill. We've seen this. Remember? Emily will not kill? Emily will not kill. Remember, season one, she did not kill the gray-haired man. I feel like she has killed people, no? 
Uh, you know, technically. <laughs> but not in face-to-face combat. Oh. Uh, series creator Mike Kelly wrote the part of Ashley, he says, with Mattaquay in mind, hence the reason they share the first name. Mm. That so, was always a question for me. Well, now there you know. You she said, I'm really looking forward to growing Ashley more. Some of this stuff with her can feel like it comes out of the blue. I'm really looking forward to getting a backstory, and I've been told... That was going to happen. She talks about the flashback in, of 2006 and where you see where Emily and Ashley. Where she's a prostitute. Where she's a prostitute. She said the appetite for answers from fans is rightly strong. Kelly, who's the show's creator, creative boss, has become good at providing answers through the storyline and dispensing some resolution while at the same time throwing in some other questions. Ashley could be anyone, Mattaquay says. She could be lying and faking being British. Oh. So, it's good to know. Well, it's good to know. That's all I have. All right. Nice. Well, with that, let us move into predictions. Uh, wait, I have. What do we have? Just, just um, maybe some After Buzz TV news and gossip. Just. Oh. Oh yeah, I, I'm oh, terrible at this. TV news and gossip. Do go you, ahead. Do you want to talk about Serial Buddies? You start. Go. Jump in. Serial uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Buddies. Hard for us to talk about winning it. So. Oh, well, then you should definitely talk about it. You start, seriously. Well, I was going to say, hard for her to talk about it since she's never really seen it yet. Very difficult for us who've actually made it and seen it from the beginning. Exactly, we've seen it about a thousand times. All right, well, I'll talk about about this. I'm I'm not afraid to toot other people's horns. I'll I'll toot yours. This is, (laughs) gentlemen, this is ridiculous. So All right. Mark- Two serial killers meet and become buddies. <laughs> that right. is how the Adventures of Serial Buddies. Uh, well, that's that's the that's, adventure. Yeah, it is. And on their road trip of killing, again, yeah. it's a comedy. Yeah, they meet a lot of great people, they such do. as Artie Lang, Kathy Lee Gifford, um, Chris, Christopher McDonald, Christopher Lloyd, uh, George Mearsand from My Giant. You know, he's the he's the giant he's of My Giant. giant. Uh, David Preval from The Sopranos, and Henry Winkler narrates this whole thing. Yes. Um, so it's very funny. The trailer's up online. It's coming out in movie theaters March 8th. Oh, and Beth Bears and Maria Menounos are in it. There you go. That's the other thing. Um, that's the sex appeal of the movie right there. <laughs> yes, very much. Um, and it's funny, you know. It's, it's, it's basically like Dumb and Dumber meets Dexter. Yeah, it is. And uh, it was a lot of fun to work on this movie. Really dedicated people. I mean, all the actors are hysterical. And, and John is actually in the movie among producing it among 18 other jobs that he did for the movie. But he has one of the funniest scenes, and you get a little bit of it in the trailer mm-hmm. and serialbuddies.com and it's uh, coming out March 8th in select cities but yes. also available to download online if you are yes, not in such cities absolutely. so check that out and Phil by the way was the editor on it and producer as well I was the 18 year old kid at the time he was he was but it was a joy to be we spent a lot of time on set together that's when we first met so yeah we, we did it's, it's, we, we drove around in the Pinto that you see in the movie <laughs> that's right and we formed a friendship yeah, it's, uh, and again, a lot of time in the edit bay a lot of time, but it's just—it's just a funny comedy, and uh, you know, if nothing else, just do it for us to support it. Um, it's you know, if you're really into serious stuff, it's a chance to take your mind off things. Yeah, you know, and some—I mean, tell you, uh, Christopher Lloyd in it is hysterical. Artie Lang has a great shot. Even Kathy Lee Gifford has a wonderful cameo. She's hysterical. Remember, you directed her in that one. Yeah, it was great. I, I got to go to so I, me and this. Uh, why I was sent alone to go yeah. to Kathy Lee Gifford's to shoot a scene. I was still. A, to get alcohol. I was like, Maria, I am not 21. I cannot buy alcohol for <laughs> Kathy Lee. Uh, Why we sent somebody under 21 to do it? I don't know, but we were They, they didn't know. 
Yeah. Um, so I was the only one I go there. Uh, we shoot this. I was told to get in and out. And Kathy Lee yells at me because she's like, we're going to make this perfect. She's so don't pro. you dare. She, she was a pro the entire time. She was. Mm-hmm. And uh, so it's towards the end of the movie. So you got to see the whole movie. That's right. To, to check it out. But it's, it's very funny. And uh, if you guys want to... You know, one day we'll just do a little thing where you guys can call in and ask me questions about Sarah Buddies. I'll give you the answers. It'll be fun. You see, you see, fans, what you get here. That's right. The inside backstory. After Buzz TV exclusive. That's right. And uh, one day, you know, with the success of Sarah Buddies, I'll get to direct an episode of Revenge. So that's that's the correlation, and that's how you help us out because then I can bring stories of Revenge to you guys right here on the After Show. Perfect. Great. With that, predictions for March 10th. Why is there no episode till March 10th? Please tell uh, me. Damn the Oscars. Uh, but, you know, I, yeah, whatever. Cool. We'll take what we can get. Uh, I don't even know. I never predict with this show. This okay. But you have a prediction that has to be good. I, it has to be good. I think that Ashley actually wants to be a genuine friend to Emily okay. again. And I think that she is a little bit desperate at this point. Because she has was there, no was there something that tipped you off to that? Or you just got a vibe when they were talking, or uh, I I got a vibe. Okay, I got I, a vibe. I, I girl vibe. So, but it must I, be a girl vibe. Girl vibe. Yeah, I buy that. All right. Well, she sort of said something, and Emily cut her off, and she was like, "Thank you for this oh, information." Okay. Right. That, absolutely. So that's why you think this is going to keep going because Emily, right. I mean Ashley, has a desire to mend that. Right. Get that. Okay. Great. Yeah, they All used right. to be friends. Yeah. So uh, I'm excited for Padma. You know, I, I, for me, I really want to know if she's good or evil. Um, well, I'm sure we'll find out in a couple of episodes. I think episodes. so, too. Oh, and the, the key to to fight Victoria is Charlotte, which yeah. is going right. to hurt because that's her, you know, that is her real sister, and she's always protected her. And, uh, you know, she's used Daniel as a pawn. That was, the, you know, kind of season one. And, of course, she was willing to sacrifice Daniel, but then she kind of fell in love with him. Maybe. Debatable. Mm-hmm. But now Charlotte... There's never been debate about that. Now the fact that she's going after her, that's oh. uh, rough. No anyway, distractions, though, no distractions. No distractions. More sacrifices, perhaps. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, Anna, where can we find you in the meantime? Uh, well, you can follow me at Koppel for Mayor, K-O-P-P-E-L-F-O-R-M-A-Y-O-R. No, what is it? Gubernatorial. No gubernatorial for you? Not yet. It's a mayor. Starting off with mayor? Mayoral. All right. Uh, you can follow us here at AfterBuzz TV. You could you could see John on various shows such as Justified. He just wrapped down to Nabby. Um, you know he's see the trailer. See the trailer. See him in the trailer. Adventures of Serial Buddies. SerialBuddies.com. Heck, just go to our YouTube page on AfterBuzz TV. That's it. Um, and if you can't find it, tweet us at AfterBuzz TV. I'll send you. The, I'll tweet you the link. Um, so until next week, or no, until March 10th. Enjoy the Oscars. <laughs> Bye. From Bing.com, executive producers Maria Menunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. 